What is up, my friends? This is Easton Hartzell. You're listening to the Joy Revolution podcast. And today I have an important question for you. And that is, do you remember the 21st night of September? My friends, it's an incredible song, but in our church history, it is an important question that we can ask ourselves because the 21st night of September was realistically one of the most important nights in the history of the church. As a matter of fact, I think most of the time if I was to ask you today what are the most important days in the history of our church I think most of us would probably say the first vision now I agree I think that that probably is the most one of the most important experiences that happened to Joseph Smith in the early days of the church but as a matter of fact most of the early saints probably wouldn't have heard about the first vision until a few years after they had joined the church it wasn't something that Joseph Smith was out preaching and teaching as much as the missionaries are teaching today. But the 21st night of September is one that Joseph Smith shared often. Now, before I share the experience, I kind of just want to go over an ancient Hebrew word, which is malach. Now, malach is an important word, and it's one that is found frequently throughout the Book of Mormon, the Bible, and, and It essentially means messenger, but it doesn't just mean any messenger. When you translate it from the original Hebrew, it comes back to the word, a messenger for a king. Now, most of the time when we hear of angels, it is a messenger of the king that is coming to whoever it is. The king being our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So our Savior, Jesus Christ, sends this angel to Joseph Smith. Of the 21st night of September. But what I had love, but what I love is that Joseph Smith had a an experience in 1820, the spring of 1820, but it isn't for about three years until Joseph Smith has another experience. Now it is possible he had other visions, but um In verse 28 of Joseph Smith history, it says, During the space of time which intervened between the time I had the vision and the year 1823, having been forbidden to join any of the religious sects of that day, and persecuted by those who ought to have been my friends and to have treated me kindly, and if they supposed me to be deluded to have endeavored in a proper and affectionate manner to have reclaimed me, I was left to all kinds of temptations and mingling with all kinds of society. I frequently fell into many foolish errors and displayed the weakness of my youth and the foibles of human nature, which I am sorry to say led me into diverse temptations, offensive in the sight of God. Now, I think Joseph Smith, and again, this is my opinion, likely didn't have very many spiritual experiences between 1820 and 1823. I think that would have been so difficult. He's going through so many temptations. He's in a really difficult part of his life. I think we can all agree the years between 14 and 17 just are not the easiest. And he um, he felt frustrated. In verse 29, In consequence of all of these things, I often felt condemned for my weaknesses and my imperfections. Now, I think many of us would be struggling, especially having such an incredible experience a couple years before. And I would be questioning for myself, did that even happen? But it says, on the 21st night of September, I had retired to my bed for the night. I betook myself to prayer and supplication to Almighty God, seeking forgiveness and also for a manifestation to me. He was seeking a malek. He's seeking an angel, a messenger 
of the king. And he was seeking that he might know of the state and standing before him, for he had full confidence in obtaining a divine manifestation, as he previously had one. Verse 30 in Joseph's word says, While I was thus in the act of calling upon God, I discovered a light appearing in my room, which continued to increase until the room was lighter than at noonday, when immediately a personage appeared at my bedside, standing in the air, for his feet did not touch the floor. Now, this messenger calls him by name and said unto him that he was a messenger, a messenger of the king sent from the presence of God to him, and that his name was Moroni, that God had a work for him to do, and that his name should be had for good and evil among all nations, kindreds, and tongues, or that it should be of good and evil spoken among all people. Now, my friends, in this day, Joseph is struggling, struggling so bad, and he turns to God, and he asks God for that manifestation. And God gives it to him. This angel Moroni tells him that in a nearby hill there is deposited a breastplate which is called the Urim and Thummim, a book that contains the fullness of the everlasting gospel, and seer stones that would allow him to eventually translate it. After telling Joseph these things, though, he commenced quoting the prophecies of the Old Testament. He first quoted part of Malachi. He, which says, For behold, the day cometh that shall burn as an oven, talking about the second coming. He then quoted, talking about Elijah, saying that the great and dreadful day of the Lord cometh. He also quoted the next verse in, in Malachi that says, And he shall plant in the hearts of the children of the promises made to the fathers, and the hearts of the children shall turn to their fathers, talking about temple and temple work and family history. He quoted part of Isaiah, saying that it was about to be fulfilled. Isaiah chapter 11. Um, he quoted third, the third of Acts, verses 22 and 23. He eventually then quoted the second chapter of Joel, which is all about the second coming of the Lord. Now, Joseph Smith in this day kind of really starts to become the prophet that we know of him now. He starts to learn. He starts to be taught. Now, Joseph Smith did not have the opportunity to receive those plates that day. He, he, it took seven years until he was finally worthy and able to receive those plates and start the translation process. But my friends, what I love about this story is that he did turn to God. He did pray. He did have an answer to his prayer. He did receive a messenger from the king. And I know and I testify that we too can have that same experience today. But the messenger we receive may not be a personage that appears to us in the middle of the night that stands before us brighter than noonday. Instead, it might physically be the Book of Mormon. It might be Moroni in there. It might be a friend or a family member. It might be a church leader. These are all messengers from the king. In a state conference or in a state president's meeting down in South America one time, a state president asked Elder Bednar and said, Elder Bednar, how come we don't have angels appearing to people as much as they did back in the olden days? Now, Elder Bednar first testified, well, that is still happening. There are still angels coming. But then he further states, why in the world would God send angels down when he has sent you 
My friends, you are an angel to so many people in your life. I hope you know. I hope you recognize that. But I hope that you use that. I hope that you deliver the messengers from the king that you have been foreordained to deliver. And most importantly, I hope that as those messengers come into your life, whether it be family member, friend, scripture, church leader, or even a messenger, an angel himself or herself, I hope that you will listen to it. I hope that you will allow them to help you, to change you, to move you. These angels, these messengers of God come in all sizes and shapes. Let's listen to them. Let's allow that to change our life. Here, just in a couple weeks, we have general conference. I hope that you will recognize that those are all messengers sent from God, that you will listen to them and allow them to answer the questions of your soul, and that you will take those answers and allow them to change your life. My friends, the church is true. This is the church with the priesthood power on the earth today. I testify that Moroni did appear to Joseph Smith 200 years ago today. I testify that this is his work. Let's keep the work flowing. Let's keep the work restoring. I love you guys. I love Jesus. I love our heavenly parents. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Please share this with your friends, and we will talk to you tomorrow.